This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So, let's say you're into yoga or Pilates. Or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the Stretch and Flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fatback 4 Daily for this Tuesday night. I'm going to say, yeah, it is Tuesday. This show is brought to you by Paddy Power. And, yeah, a bookie's a website and app. If you gamble, please gamble responsibly. And if you don't, that's absolutely all right. But Paddy Power, odds on Liverpool, specials on Liverpool. You know the drill by now. On the show tonight, I'm going to have Peter Smith. And we're going to have a little chat about this game that's going to come up against Napoli. We're going to probably look ahead to Brighton. And there's loads of random questions that we got today. So they're all going to be there as well. So, uh, yeah, let's go. And here we go, the Fatback 4 Daily. Peter, uh, we're, we're up, we're live, we're getting to go. At some stage, the internet will go. We, me and you will make a complete mess of this, and then we'll try <laughs> rescue it and stuff like that. But as of now, we're absolutely fine. So how are you, my man? Cannot complain, cannot complain. Another good weekend for Liverpool. Uh, another Champions League week. Life is good, life is good. Happy days, happy days. Um, listen, I'm not going to go over that game at the weekend. We've done no. it to death at this stage, but we're coming to Napoli. Uh, it's a, it's a huge game in my opinion tomorrow night, simply because, not tomorrow night, Wednesday night. No, it is tomorrow night. Um, tomorrow Wednesday? I, I'm, I'm still stuck on Monday, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but it's a, it's a massive game for a couple of reasons. One, to top the group, but two, to give us that little bit of rest at some stage during December if we make this Red Bull Salzburg game a dead rubber uh, but you were talking to me earlier and you were saying Gav Napoli are in bits here they're, they're finding players all over the place there's players pulling they up are, what they is are. going on there was a little bit of controversy I think the the chairman they haven't won in five or six games and I think the chairman um, he's a bit of a headbanger uh, De Laurentiis I think he's a movie producer but uh, he decided he wanted to take the entire squad on some sort of training camp anyway the boys have spit the dummy out I think between the international 
international week and the Champions League prep, they they didn't want to go. Um, and uh, I think there was a ringleader that Alan is it Alan Rodriguez? Alan I think. De, yeah, is it yes, Alan D'Souza? Is it? Yeah, I think so. I think he's gone as far as to represent the lads and then square up to uh, to the chairman's son. So all hell is broken loose, and you know how things work in Italy. It's either you know everyone's best friends or their their worst enemy. So it's probably a very very good time to play this lot. Yeah, like you were sending me stuff today, and you were saying. You know, it's, it's, there's fines going on all over the place. You know, Insignia has pulled out with a, uh, an elbow injury, I think it was, but he, yeah, a non-injury he, injury. There's nothing wrong yeah. with it. He just didn't want to play. He was one of the ones that was fined though, wasn't he? I believe he's been fined nearly 350 grand, which is probably three weeks. Money. Yeah, three weeks wages for him. I think that there's a cap on what you, what, um, in Italian football, what you can find players, it's up to a maximum of 50% of your monthly salary. So he's gone across the board. There's only one player that I've heard and that, yeah, but is documented that hasn't been uh, fined. And that's the lad that's out injured long term, but the rest of the squad have been fined. So it's something like three, 3.5 million euros in fines. So it'll be some, uh, some whip round at the Christmas party. Yeah. Um, if they have one. But that, no, uh, it looks serious. It looks serious, which is good. Good for us. It's absolutely incredible. Like, you know, especially coming into these games where, all right, they're in a decent spot in the group. But if they get beaten tomorrow night and Salzburg win their game, they're right up against it. You know, uh-huh. going into the last game. Now, they do have Genk at home, so you presume they're going to win that one. But yeah. I don't know. Like, putting that aside, Liverpool are going into this game. And, and we've, I've had loads of chats with different people about this game. Mm. And, and, you know, I'm constantly looking at game, two games forwards three games sometimes and look I've looked as far forward as I think Sheffield United on, on New Year's Day mm. or the 2nd of January whatever day it is what way are you approaching this Peter because you know Fabinho won't play at the weekend because mm. of suspension so you're, you're recommending him but I've heard people say you might see Gomez you might see this you might see that I'm going to put it out there I can see us just playing that the, the the best 11 we can get on the pitch and Salah included I think with the opportunity to for Salzburg to be a dead rubber, um, nobody will be taking uh, Brighton very lightly either at the weekend. I mean, Graham Potter, their manager, has just been awarded a two-year extension uh, to his deal. So, you know, they're very happy with what's going on there. They will be confident. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a free swing. The way things are now with teams coming to Anfield, it's a free swing. Fellas, you know, they think to themselves, no, no, we're not expected to perform here. So they, they come and shut us out. And for every 10 minutes that goes by that Liverpool doesn't score, you know, they, the pressure is on. So I agree with you. I think, I think we, well, not all guns blazing. I think James Miller will start tomorrow night. He's due a start anyway. Um, I think we'll, but we'll put out a strong 11 and, um, you know, a, a strongest 11 bar. Um, bar Fabinho really uh, I don't know if Salah be, Salah might be rested again at the weekend I'd imagine but I, I can see him playing tomorrow night definitely I, I think we, we go to win both of these games it gives, a, gives us a good platform going into December we need we need to maintain this gap you know yeah I just think the massive as I said the massive thing for this one tomorrow night is it frees up a week a week a, you know a midweek there where yeah, we, can put a, we can put a shadow kind of team out you know um 
Northred reckons, I think he's, he's reckoning 4 0 tomorrow. Um, Kevo Sullivan says he'd like to see Naby start. Um, Chris Brack says both Brighton games were very tight, 1 0 wins mm, last year. Uh, you know, fair play. Right. Yeah, that's a, a decent point. He says also no Insignia or Milik tomorrow night for, for Napoli. So. Yeah, Milik is the player who missed that big chance that, that made right. Alisson's name. You know, they have other threats. I mean, I, I worry about Napoli at the back, to be honest with you, in terms of us breaking them down. I mean, Koulibaly will play. You know, I mean, he's, this is one of the top defenders in, in the world. You know, I do worry about them, but they do concede goals. I watched the game earlier in the season. I think they got done. Um, they got done five or six four by Juventus. You know, they, they are shipping goals. And I think what's happened there with, with Napoli is they haven't been as successful as they have been over the last two or three years, certainly under Sarri. Um, and it's, there's a bit of a reaction in there. A few bad eggs as well. You know, the way things are in Serie A, lads jump around clubs and, you know, it's, it can be a bad chemistry mix. So to be honest, I, I can't see us beating them 4-0. I, I, I think probably 2-0. A usual 2-0 or 2-1. It'll be tight. You know, they'll get a goal from somewhere. Yeah. It's, um, it's one of those. <laughs> When Klopp looks at this, do you, do you, do you, do you believe that he just takes one game at a time? Like, no, no, I'm gonna have to caveat that way. There's yeah. no way he looks realistically one game at a time. Not all that, listen, you don't have all them staff around you and people in the background to go, listen there, just walk on the next game. You know, they're constantly mm. walking in blocks of games or of course, picking of course. out, picking out dates for certain players that are coming back or might be, you know, are, are injured at the moment and looking for them to come back. So he's trying to, he's all, he's always trying to shuffle his pack and, and, Put the jigsaw together week on week, I suppose, but he's always looking further into the distance. But what, what do you think Klopp's mentality is here? Oh, and the simple thing is to say, look, just keep winning all the fucking games. That's, that's the mentality. But he does, he has, you know, he, he has this big game against Napoli. He has a game against Brighton and then he has the derby next Wednesday, which mm. no matter how bad everything are, um, the derby is always fiercely contested. It'll be physical, you know, you I'd know, be looking so, at, well, yeah. why do you see him doing it? Because, I'm trying to walk this out, and I think the Fabinho thing is a little bit of a blessing in disguise. That he can, he can play. It was planned, obviously. Yeah, he can planned. play. He can miss a game. He can play again. You know. But is there any other players in there? You're thinking mm, three games in a week. You might see them change it against Brighton because yeah, no, because the I only think, thing Peter yeah. is the only thing Peter is right. If I if if you said to me. I'll make five changes for Brighton. People mm. will have a fucking meltdown. No, that's not going to happen either. But there's knocks in the squad. I mean, the reality is Robertson is carrying a knock, whether we accept it or not. Salah is carrying a, a pretty bad knock to his ankle. You know, it only takes... You know, you're only a Firmino, God forbid, a Van Dyke knock away from having a, a serious, serious problem. I mean, look, on the bright side, we haven't played yet. Uh, like uh, we, uh, you know, sensible people that come on, on and, and speak to you are, are saying the same thing. We have not played it. We haven't performed yet. We are getting through. I think what he is doing is he's he's being. I mean, somebody made the point to me today that we probably haven't con- we haven't scored the same amount of goals as this time last year. We've conceded more goals and the performances haven't been there. I think he's managing the the energy side of things. He's you know he, I think the lads are being instructed nobody's is, is on a go slow here but it's almost like do what you need to do you know man, man, I think he's managing not just the game to game he's managing segments of the game mm-hmm. like we haven't performed in the first 45 minutes this season 
at all. <coughs> at all. So that says to me, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, everyone's fresh. A lot of people are, you know, coming back off being European champions, you know, they, you know, yeah, you got to expect that. But since then, I mean, we haven't put one foot in front of the other barely properly. We've been one nil down, I think, five times. You know, for me, mm. for me, we, we, by geo performance, but I think he's, this is, I don't want to say it's by design, but it's almost a mentality whereby let's get to Christmas. Let's see where we are and let's then put the foot down, you know, to early to, you know, uh, mid to late January and really take it home. And if that's, if that's the mentality, if he's really got the lads buying into that, I mean, that's something else. That's, that's not just match planning. That's minute by minute planning. I remember somebody talking about a, a very famous cup run that a small club went on a few years ago. I cannot remember who it was, but they were talking about managing 15 minutes at a time. Um, I can't remember who it was, but uh, Crawley Town, I think it was, but their manager was talking about 15 minutes at a time. And I can see Liverpool doing that. It's literally trying not to concede. You know, try not to do anything stupid. Keep the game within reach. Get to half time. This is the European champions we're talking about. Mm. You're talking about getting to half time. Uh, yeah, worst case scenario, one nil down, and then letting it go. Yeah, you because know, teams are coming at us. They're giving everything defensively. They're running to, to close us down. And I think Klopp was aware of that. So we just use, you know, the possession stats are always high. Play them around a bit, a little bit. It's a little bit like boxing. You know, wear them down, wear them down. And then you see players like, there's no coincidence that Sadio Mane has scored four goal more than anybody uh, in our squad. For me, is the most energetic performer we have. And it's probably taking advantage of that mini tactic within the game. Probably getting a little bit deep here, but it's kind of what I think a lot of fans are seeing. You know, we're managing minutes rather than even games. Oh, well, we were on the club podcast last night and, and Andy was asking me, he said, you know, what you make of the game and stuff. And, and all I can, uh, you know, he was asking me, was I happy with that? And I said, well, not during it, I wasn't, but I was ecstatic afterwards. And, and the point I was trying to make last night was when you actually look back at the games we played, I said to Andy, I don't think we're at 70%. And I genuinely mm. believe that. And I think that's where the, the frustration of, fans of other clubs are coming from because they are watching Liverpool going you know lucky, lucky, they're, lucky. they're scruffing this and we and they we know they can get a lot better and when they get a lot better where are we going to fucking end up because when they're not even playing well they're winning games they're 12 wins from 13 and I think mm. that's where the main the VAR is just a a sideshow to it all yeah you know I mean, it's, a, it's a sideshow to actual football it's comic relief it's you know, comic relief yeah, and know. it's it's clutching at straws and stuff like yeah. that you know plenty of people are in there with the um with the comments and they're saying maybe Milner gets a run against Brighton uh, yeah, a, left, a left back maybe because Robertson's struggling a bit Henderson might see it out people are asking for a little bit of rotation in midfield I can't see him rotating too much you know PW says can you see K to get any minutes in the next few games he needs minutes in his legs at some point and he's not, not like, trusted I mean let's, let's be honest he's he not trusted says, he said it and it's not like we are going to be playing lots of top six teams in the next uh. little bit you know I know where you're coming from with the not trusted bit and I I I don't see Kate coming in if you're making two changes in midfield. If you're making one, he's probably the change because you put him in there with what you're used to, you know. So if Fabinho come out, which he will do against Brighton, and you decided to say put Wijnaldum, drop Wijnaldum deeper, move, leave Henderson where he is and put Kate in, you're only making that one change. You know, all right, it's two positional changes and I'm not a big fan of that, but I actually like Genie in that deeper position. I've no problem. Yeah, me too. No good coaches, no good coach out there will tell you that I'm going to make two or three changes for the sake of one player. It's suicide. You know, we're in a rhythm now. 
make that like for like change. Everybody, I mean, it reminds me, I know I say it all the time, of United fans about Pogba. You know, just trust Klopp on this one. He's not trusted. Kate is great when we're on the ball. You know, he's, he's very, he breaks the lines. But when we don't have the ball, he's a worry for me. You know, I think Wijnaldum, Henderson, you know, what we have in there, Fabinho, they are used to what we need to do when we don't have that ball. Make it impossible for the opposition. Keita is not there yet. It's the same with Shaqiri, even in the final third. We press high. Shaqiri without the ball. Look, listen, you know, he, for me, Shaqiri really, really done, done his damage against Barcelona at Anfield. He was excellent. His final ball, second to none. But without the ball, you know, against, in, in the touch and go games, you can see what Klopp is thinking. Now, what I have, I have, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, and right now, Keita is just not at that level. It might take another six months. Who knows? It takes what it takes with Klopp, you know? Mm. Barry Carr reckons Keita is being saved for this run of fixtures. He said also changes for this Liverpool aren't really changes anymore. It's been the same group for a couple of years. And mm. yeah, that's a fair point considering they didn't do much, if anything, in the summer, you know, anything tangible towards the fourth team, let's be honest about it. Um, you know, yeah. he also says that they may explore some shape alterations in the next few games. I don't know. Uh, North Red once said, uh, big, big Joe Gomez in that left back. Um, I, I, God, no. I'm, I'm majorly worried about him, but I'll get on to him in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. but look, the Napoli thing, it's, it's hard to see, you know, in normal circumstances, you know what Napoli are turning up with, you know what Liverpool are turning up with, you expect a tight game, a goal here or there, you know, and let's be honest, the, go- the, the game in Naples, I thought we were, we were probably shaded as the better side over, overall that night, we yeah, just got I mean, done we, by the penalty we, and then we were caught in last, the last year we were poor. And in Napoli, we got we we deserved the game when Keita went off after 20 minutes. They were the better side, but you know it was the it was the perfect rope dope really by 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 Napoli this time around. And people are saying they know how to play against us. No, sometimes we just don't take our chances, or we ma- we make bad decisions in the yeah. final third. Yeah. When you have a lot of possession, you know you're gonna get nights like that. To be quite honest with you, so uh, I I don't know. I'm ex- I'm half part of me is expecting Napoli to turn up on strike. Tomorrow, I think there's but a real see, that's, problem. That's the thing, yeah. You know? Like, uh, in, as I'm saying, under normal circumstances, I'd sit here and say to you, mm. we'd edge it and buy a goal. We, we, it could be a 1-0, it might be a 2-1. Mm. You know, but, but looking at this, I'm thinking it could be tight or mm. it could be just absolute mayhem. Look, listen, you're, if you play this game, if you are, if you're in a squad and all of a sudden you and all your mates have just been fined two weeks wages, now I don't care if you've, if you've got three million in the bank, it's the principle of the thing. Mm. Are you going to go out and break your back for a chairman who is ultimately going to be the one who's going to benefit from Champions League glory? No, you're going to think to yourself, you know what, screw him. I don't, I didn't want, we didn't want to go in this camp. He should have listened to us. And, you know, we're going to do what we can to really show him who's real. But I can see this lot turning up on strike, to be honest with you. Yeah, I really it'd can. be very interesting. And Dicko says he genuinely may put on a bet on the Reds to win everything. The FA Cup. The World Club Championships, the Carabao Cup, the FA Cup, the Champions League, and the Premier League. It's a bit of a stretch for the kids <laughs> against Villa. Come here, listen. Watching Villa would last you imagine, night, uh, like, yeah. football would just self implode if it went the one. They went the one, the Champions League, right? The yeah. FA Cup, the League, the League Cup, uh, the World Club Cup, and the, and the European Super Cup. <laughs> the fucking, the world at the end. Leave, leave you know, City with the Champions League, the trophy that they, uh, no, 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 that they no, include in that as well. We're taking that as well, and, um, and then we win the charity shield and we call it a fucking, I don't know what you call it after six, seven, eight trophies in the one year. But <laughs> you, look, in all seriousness, 
and I know we, we started off the show talking about, you know, what, what way do you think Klopp is trying to do this and stuff. So putting that all into consideration, what's your team for tomorrow night? Um, I think uh, I think Gomez gets a run uh, mm-hmm. instead of Lovren. Believe it or not, I think Van Dijk starts. Um, I think this is the chance to to save Robertson's legs and play Milner. I think tomorrow? he would want to. Yeah, yeah. Indeed, I think okay. I, I I would start. I'd start Robertson on Saturday. I mean, let's be honest. You know, <laughs> the Premier League's where it's at. You know, everyone wants to. We want to win everything, but we, you know, we want to keep up the momentum as well. Uh, Trent will start again. I don't see any problems there. Middle of the park. You know, do we have any? We we Fabinho will play because he's not going to play again. Uh, till uh, till Everton, so I don't think there'll be any real changes there. And Salah won't play. I wouldn't start Salah tomorrow night. I wouldn't risk him. He needs the rest, um, you know, and and start him again. Full go- all guns blazing okay. against uh, against Brighton on on Sunday. So I can't see some changes tomorrow. Night. Not wholesale changes, mm. and certainly not. I, I can't see Cater coming in. I really can't. I can see. I know I said it last week, and I was wrong. But I prob- maybe Origi or Shakiri will come in for Salah, you know? Okay. PW says, didn't their owners give a pile of cash they got for winning the Champions League back to the players last season? Quite a juxtaposition to Napoli. Yeah, I did see something about that at the back mm. end of last season, that there was an agreement in place and a certain percentage of the Champions League winnings they go back to the player. Um, yeah. It's an interesting side you picked there. I, think, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I genuinely think... Um, and I'm not Liverpool manager. If I was, mm. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. Well, I might be, but I just wouldn't be giving all my talks <laughs> to everyone else online. But yeah. I get the... F- if it was me, I'd be looking at this Napoli game and going, Napoli, Brighton, Everton. And I'm thinking, this Napoli one is the key one. Because mm. if, you get, if you get... I keep saying it, if you get Napoli out of the way and you top that group, you're freeing up a midweek. I think Brighton will pick take care of itself because of the Fabinho issue. He's, he's forced into a bit of rotation there and it might freshen things up. And then the Everton one will be physical. Like a lot of people are talking there saying, you know, um, will, will Silva be Everton manager by the time it comes around? Somebody there, somebody in the chat made a great point. He said, he, he can't see Silva being sacked before he, they play us. He, they don't want the new manager going in there and having to play us at Anfield in that fourth game. I, I think the opposite. I think, yeah, I think maybe they've, they're doing a deal with Moyes. And the, the idea is to have the big grandstand. You know, the way they love their gestures mm. on the blue, on the blue half. Yeah. And I think they'll bring him in just for that game. I mean, this is their World Cup. I've final. heard strong words on, I've heard strong, strong connections on Marquios. I mean, based on what? I mean, the Marquios, it's, it's funny. Marquios been out of the game now quite a while. Yeah. yeah and I think, you know, he cashed in a lot of his chips, his last couple of jobs. You know, for me, why? Especially when you've got Moyes available for free. They're not going to, look, Mauricio Pochettino is not going to take that job as much as some of the blue noses think. Oh, he's available. Yeah, there's one thing in being available. There's another thing actually wanting to take the job. Mm. For me, I, would, I mean, I would just, I would just go back to what you know. This is a guy who, especially with the, given the players they've got now, mm. the experience, I mean, he's made all the mistakes. It's best case scenario for them. Oh, I for disagree me. with you. Really? I you think really, Hughes should be given a run? I don't agree with Hughes either. I don't <laughs> think they should go back to what they know. Because what they knew was one fourth place finish, 10 mm. years of management, and they just went around most of them kicking fellas. You know, mm. uh, I don't think that's what Mashiri wants. I don't know how we've gone to Everton and, and that stuff, but we mm. will anyway. 
Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. I think what you need to do is, I'll tell you what, Roy. The, the season isn't the right off, but listen, if they had any forward planning in them, they would have been looking and sounding people out probably since the middle of last season. Mm. Because he was in the bad way and he managed to finish strongly and keep his job, but they should have been keeping track on people. That's, you know, managers as they go along, whether they're in or not, in, in jobs or not in jobs. They need to get They need to back a fella, and what I don't mean financially because this fella's been backed financially, but they need to back the idea. Marco Silva was never the solution. Marco Silva, for me, was a manager that came here, got whole relegated. When you, when everything's said and done, he got whole relegated. He went to Watford and he had a decent patch. He got linked with everything, his head went, and they were shy. Mm. And uh, he's a great there. agent. He obviously has a great agent. He has a brilliant agent. Like Chris Brack is saying, get Neil Warnock in, that'd be unreal. Um, <laughs> Keith, Keith Plunker says, definitely think they're going to go for the new manager bounce for the derby, Moisey in. Um, yeah. Adam says, if Mo Adam Petrucci on, I always have to say his second name because it's amazing. <laughs> if Moisey takes the job before Anfield away, he's dumber than I thought. You know, so we'd have yeah. to wait. Uh, let me yeah, but it's a free swing. Why, why? It's a free swing. It's a free he, swing. He, he but, nothing to lose. You know, nothing to lose. Just, for me, a lot of people are talking Eddie Howe. Uh, Eddie Howe for me is, is along with uh, Spirito Santo, are two of them the, the, the brightest, you know, and best out there. But again, why would I choose Everton? After everything that he's yeah. done at Bournemouth, well, why would think, a good manager go I think go they there? missed a massive trick when they didn't go for Deutsch. Before he went yeah, to probably the right, you Deutsch know, the was at peak yeah. then and, and, yeah. and he suits them, you know, dogs of war and all this shit, you know, so. Agreed, <laughs> yeah, agreed. But, um, but the problem is, you mentioned Mashiri earlier on. These people think, and it's, it's incredible the way some, some guys think, oh no, we don't need to go down that, that, uh, dogged route because we want to play, you know, we've got lots of money, we want to play serious football, but, I'm sorry, you know, there's an old cliche in it. So you've got to earn the right to play. They, just, they don't have the players. They just don't have the players. It doesn't matter how much money they spend. I mean, from I look at players, that, you know, you think of Manchester City. Who's their catalyst? Kevin De Bruyne. You know, at Everton, all the money they've spent, you know, all in 400 million, they're, they're, they're all in for now. Who's the catalyst there? I couldn't they? I mean... Richardson is not a catalyst. He's somebody you want on the end. Ironically, if, if somebody was asked me in two or three years if I was trying to replace Firmino, he was the, he would be the one, mm. I would say. Bring him in, get him coached up, and try to replace that energy. But he's not, he's not a catalyst. You know, my point is, they, 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 they think because they've spent all this money, yeah, and they've got a Exactly. I'm sorry. You know, yeah. this. We were what, brutal when we didn't spend money, so we should be good when we spend it. Uh, exactly. Yeah. They don't have anything to base their their theory that they should be playing better football on. No. Get the Sean Dyches in, and and duke it out. I mean, Burnley knocking around. You know, they've had a stint at Europe. They look to me like they've earned the right to have another one. That's where Everton should be. 
realistically you know fighting for sixth and seventh trying to nick a Carabao Cup that's what Everton are they need to accept that you need to accept what you are before you make any yeah. any next step yeah. you know and then you hear people saying that. you hear people wanting Duncan Ferguson and, and you know oh, Tim Cahill to come in and stuff but these are the same people that this isn't an FA Cup fucking song you know what I mean it's a club exactly it's the same people that would champion Rio Ferdinand as a director of football you know yeah Keith Plunkett said that um Eddie Howe is an Everton fan. He must be a taxi driver in his spare time. <laughs> uh, North Red South said, who's the next manager for the high jump? I think it's Silva and possibly Emery. Um, mm. Somebody else says there, it's gone off my screen, but he said, imagine he gave Allardyce another go. It would be absolutely amazing. I mean, it goes to show you, nobody is talking about the lad that's at the bottom of the league, Flores. You know, that's how bad things are mm. at Everton and Arsenal. Nobody's actually talking about the lad that's... I mean, Watford have spent a lot of money, and they would expect to. just keep bringing so, back their own managers, you know? Yeah, I mean, no, that's how bad things are. I think Emery, for some reason, you know, maybe the, the, the club has bought into the fact that it's a project. Maybe they think it was in such a bad state before he, he, took, he took over. I'm telling you, it wasn't. The argument was, how do Arsenal get from sixth to fourth? Yeah, that was the argument. I mean, it's incredible. Now again, Arsenal, another one. I couldn't tell you who who you would stick in the middle of the park. I mean, Gendouzi's a good player, but are you going to build a team around him? No, Uzel's a coward. Yeah. You know, Shaq, Shaq is a headless chicken. So many teams in that league, and I think that's what's becoming so frustrating for for teams because they're looking around, going, "Look at them! They're the shambles! They're the shambles! Mm-hmm. They're the shambles!" And we can't. We all the time we were decent, they were better, and now they're brutal, and we've. Drop their level as well, you know. But look, mm. uh, Chris Brack says West Ham's manager next to go. Um, mm. Maybe. A shout, a shout out there for Virgil van Dijk and his video today for Nivea for Men. Oh, uh, uh, I mean, well, break your heart. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was, it's top draw stuff. It's, it's really, yeah. it tugs on the heartstrings as well. But to see, yeah. a, to see a guy like that that walks all week just to go and watch Liverpool and then yeah. to be told that he's going to be paid for the goal. Yeah, and I'll tell you, and life isn't fair, you know. I've seen the interview with his brother just before that started. I mean, he was deprived of oxygen mm. for... For a couple of minutes, you know, right. and there's, there's a lot of people, unfortunately, I think it's cer- cerebral palsy. A lot of people out there struggle and it's, it just isn't fair. So it's nice to see the club and all clubs. I mean, I have to say, I, I see what Juan Mata has doing with 1% of his salary, encouraging other players to do that. People think that the game is corrupt and they think it's this and it's that. There's a lot of good people in this game. Yeah, not no. just the Liverpool. No, there, there absolutely is. And, and one of the ma- major clubs are, are actually Everton. They're brilliant in the community yeah. to be part oh, of Oh, God, yeah. Right. Absolutely, yeah. Um, give me a prediction for tomorrow, Lee. I think we squeeze it 2-1. Um, but I, I think we, we'll probably be comfortable, but we'll do our usual, make it difficult for ourselves, uh, indecisive in the final third, and then maybe some sort of defensive uh, hiccup to make it interesting for the last 20 minutes. But I think we'll, we'll see it out. So 2-1. Okay. Two. Um, your team is very interesting. I'm going to go with Allison. I'm going to go Trent, Lovren, mm. Van Dijk, Robertson. I'm going to go Fabinho and Alden Henderson. It's full strength so far. And I'm, go- and I'm going to front three. So that's full strength. Yeah, yeah. So you're telling me I want, I to, I want to see I want to see full strength tomorrow. Do you, do you know, Gav? Do you know what my problem is with that? My problem is that changes the mentality for Saturday. I mean, no, no, we really, had, no, because well, I'll tell you why. I think you could. I'm looking at this and I'm thinking full strength Everton, full strength. Um, and people say you don't need to be full strength against Everton. If you want to bash Everton, you put the, you put your full strength team out and you let, leave them in no doubt as to where they are. And it could actually be the springboard again to show that we can destroy teams. Maybe, and, and teams, maybe. teams would look and go, 
Oh, we're going to have to sit off these a little bit more because they're, they're on this. Maybe, but, but if I'm Graham Potter, the weekend. If I'm Graham Potter, yeah, I'm thinking you're doing what you're giving my team talk for me. I'm going into the, my lads, the Brighton dressing room, and going, lads, these don't rate you. These don't rate you. They've put out a full team during the week in a game that they don't really have to win, and they're they they've they're they're, they're their best player this season got himself suspended so he doesn't have to play against you. These don't rate you. We don't give them hell. That's the trouble. We have the one thing, one criticism of Liverpool I have is that we don't know how to be everybody's cup final. We are everybody's cup final right now and we're not comfortable with that. Do you follow my thinking? Yeah, no, I follow what you're saying. But having said that, you know, to reverse that a little bit on you, if Brighton decided, mm. oh, well, they don't rate us, we're going to go out and have a right fucking go with this, mm. you could turn around and go, Grant, we're making four changes and we're going to pull you at fucking Sunder. Yeah, come cool, at you know, yeah. you know what I mean? So, but I think you could, you could go with that team and you could probably say to Salah, listen, you're not going to play against Brighton. You could probably say to a Robertson, I'm going to put Milner in and you could probably say to a Henderson, I'm going to drop Kate in. You know, it's three changes, but it's three changes where it's nice. And then you go, and remember, the Napoli thing frees you up for Salzburg. So there's your other rotation game if you want it, you know. Um, so it's 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 an interesting one. I, you're going 2-1. Going 2-1. I'm yeah, going to go 3-1 to Liverpool. Well, 3-1 with the full strength, 2-1 with, with my side. Okay, I mean, great. I mean, yeah, we're, we're probably writing that Napoli off a little bit um, casually I'll, I'll con- give you that. considering the problems that they've given us but I think both of us are taking for granted that they're probably going to show up with a strap on and that never happen- That never works out you know for anyone cool right we're going to do about another 10 minutes if that's alright with you sound sound right. sound so it's random question time football can go <laughs> away um, <coughs> random questions throw them in I have a couple on the screen here in front of me so I will throw them out there and if you have anything throw them in 9-10 minutes and then we're out of here uh, first one <laughs> First one, and this guy Scott sent in a couple, so here we go. Um, why did he call little chocolate bars fun size? Surely a massive one would be more fun. Would you agree with that? That's a, a brilliant question. I know Scott actually, good good lad from Liverpool, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a brilliant question. I agree. I would say this is not very much fun size. In fact, it's rip yeah rip me off size. I agree with your Scott hundred percent. Standard bars of chocolate are getting smaller as well. Yeah, of course they are. It's all you about know. economy. We're yeah. all getting ripped off. Yeah, like, you go into a shop now and it'll, like, four whispers for 150. And genuinely, it's probably the equivalent of two two whispers from a couple yeah, of years ago. It's cynical, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. He, he also asks, uh, why, sorry, <laughs> why does quicksand work really slow? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. It's a really good question. I think the idea is that the sand is quickly slipping from beneath. No. But it's not. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't logic out of this, actually. Yeah. He's right. He's right. The term the term is wrong. Should be slow sand. Okay. <laughs> I have one from Chris Brack. I'm definitely going to ask, and you're not going to like my answer. Uh, but why do we say to the kids, don't take candies from strangers and then do the exact opposite of Halloween? <laughs> Go on, you tell me. I don't know. You know... Um, <laughs> It's not no, like it used well, to be. Halloween's not like it used to be. Like, no. you used to get fruit and nuts and, you know, stuff like that. And now it's just carnage. Um, my daughter comes back and you could stock a corner shop for a week with the amount of gear she comes <laughs> back with, you know. Uh, well, three, the three worst people to be stuck in a lift with. 
Oh, Jeremy yeah, these, Clarkson. These can be these can be famous or people you know. Yeah, yeah, no, Jeremy Clarkson. Mm-hmm. I hate, I hate. It's a long story. Don't, don't. We'll have to be drinking one night when I tell you my Jeremy Clarkson story. Okay. I, and I, I do like to drink, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> strange enough. No, yeah. I hate him. So he's one. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Who else am I not too fond of? Louis Walsh. Right. I do not like Louis Walsh. <laughs> right. um, um, again, another drinking story, but everybody knows that I know him. Um, and whoever's managing Everton at the, at the, at the moment, so we, we, actually David Moyes. David don't Moyes. know David Moyes, nothing personal, just, you know, the people's club comment, dummy head in. So I just, uh, there'd be steam coming out of my ears. To be locked in a, a lift with them three, uh, there'd be slaps flying everywhere. Okay. <laughs> I don't, uh, the one person that I'd hate to be stuck in a lift with is, um, do you remember the, the the fitness egg on Twitter, Raymond Van, whoever? Oh yeah, pony, absolute. Yeah. So pony. him, he uh, gets slapped. Who's the woman that done the TV show where she went into your house, told you were overweight, made you take your shit in a plastic bowl, took it off for analysis, and come back and told you you need to stop eating? Oh my Jesus! Was it Jillian? You serious? Are serious? Yeah. Is that he, the one that was on the reality show? And like, she's a horrible looking yoke. And she's going around telling everybody what they should eat and drink. Yes. She was on right. some, yeah. I mean, I remember looking at her in that camp and I'm like, who are you telling that they're fat and ugly? Look at the absolute state of you. She is an itchy wrecked off. I forget that's the dream they're coming out of me. But she, I mean, don't get me wrong. None of us are oil paintings, but, well, bar Sean Lawson. Yeah. None of us are oil paintings, but at the end of the day, who is this to tell me that I need to do this and I need to do that? I agree with you. She's another one guess. Right, so so it's Eamon, uh, Raymond the fitness egg. Yeah. Gillian Slap. McKeith. Two and, slaps. And Kay Borley off Sky News. Kay Borley, I think, gets a bit of a bit of a bad time. Maybe it's the way she talks, but somebody had a go at her over her son or something a few weeks ago and she got into some lad on Twitter. I mean, she really, really poor. She used bad language and everything. Oh, well, I then I take it back. You know? Yeah, I mean, I have to say, yeah, she, she, uh, she came up in my estimations. Okay. Pick someone else. I'll pick someone else. I'll leave Kay Borley alone. Mm. I'm just thinking, I think it was Kay Borley that was in Paris after the Paris attacks and she was absolutely appalled. Ah, uh, um, So I'm going to go with, oh, 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 James Corden. Yeah, three slaps to the head. Everybody's yeah. me. I hate, I hate fellas like No, you. do you know what it is with James Corden, right? I loved him and Gavin and Stacey. Loved him, uh, right? Yeah. Um, I liked when he done the comic relief stuff as Smithy. I, I get all that. Yeah. But when he does League of Their Own and the lads go on a tour and he meets up with them in America, he has to be centre of attention for everything. Even when someone else tells a joke, he has to uh, laugh the loudest to be the centre yeah. of attention. He's uh, a pony. Yeah, most person you've met by accident. No, sorry, most most person you've met, the most famous person you've met by accident. I met, um, I met by accident, people. I met Bob Geldof by accident. Oh, mm. no, no, I met Willem Dafoe by accident, believe it or not. I wasn't involved in that, and, you know, musical or that, you mm-hmm. know, myself at the time. Mm-hmm. Just bumped into him in the middle of um, Temple Bar. Jeez, I think I was about 19. And, uh, you know, I'm a movie freak. I know you've only seen eight movies in your life, but I love your movies. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, I just saw this fella with a, a normal ba- um, backpack on and an L scruffy short. Looked at his face. I was, and sure enough, it was Willem Dafoe. And I walked over to him and said, excuse me, are you Willem Dafoe? He said, yeah. I said, don't mind me asking what you're doing. He says, I'm backpacking across Europe. He said, and you're the first person that has recognized me. 
Fair I was play. like, no way. For me, he's one of the most famous faces in the world. But he mm. was so humble and ordinary. He shook me hand. I said, listen, enjoy yourself. I he said, yeah, I've been, you know, nice fella, nice fella. I, I, I didn't, I haven't met anyone famous by accident, I don't think. But I can tell you, I, I met people. Uh, this is one instance where I met a lot of people, um, a group of people that I didn't know I was going to meet. It was like a surprise. Yeah. Does that, does that, <laughs> would that qualify? It, it does qualify. Okay. Yeah. So we're going back to May. 1990 and my mother's friend worked in the airport hotel and she managed to get me in to have dinner with the Ireland Republic of Ireland football squad before ah, he went to Italy. Italy. Brilliant. Now, I mean, that, you're talking about the most famous people in the country at yeah. the most famous time of their fame. I mean, that is, I mean, that, that tops everything. Yeah. I mean, they, then they went over to Italy and walked on water for, yeah. for three weeks. Fair and they, they, gave, they, gave, they gave me, um, I had dinner with them I have pictures and everything. Um, Fantastic. And we ended up, they ended up a couple of players. We ended up walking around the hotel and we got to, it was like the kit room. It was a hotel room, but it was the kit room. And Charlie's and, room, probably. And, yeah, <laughs> and I ended up, I always remember I ended up sitting with Jack Charlton and one or two other players and there was Argentinian football on on the TV and we sat watching Argentinian football for some reason. So. <laughs> random. Yeah, you know so, what? I'm going to so say, random, some contra- yeah. say something controversial about that team. Can you imagine how good we would have been if we had had a decent manager? An expression that let them express themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we'd Ronnie Wheel and Liam Brady, you know. Paul McGrath. Paul McGrath, the best centre-half. Hey, field in that World Cup. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, the players we Staunton. The players we had. Packy Bonner was proper goalkeepers. We had a proper side. Yeah. You know, can you imagine if we'd had a decent manager who believed in football? I mean, the quarterfinals would have been a disappointment. That's all I say. Yeah. You know? And, you know, yeah, but so that was, the, I didn't meet people by mistake, but that's a group of people I met that I didn't know I was going to meet. So. And what a time to meet them. Superb. Yeah. Now, the, the, there's another one here that comes in from, from Keith and he asks, your dream news lineup. So, you know, like, mm. I don't know, pick Sky News or RTE News in Ireland or BBC mm. News. So a news lineup. So you're going to have, so I'm going to give you a presenter, a main yeah. presenter. You're going to have a guy standing in front of the screen giving yeah. you all the information a la Sky. And I'm going to give you a sports correspondent. Now, they don't have to be in that field. You just want to put this together. And it'd yeah, be that's dream. brilliant. Yeah. What a, what a question. Right. The main anchor, Michael Parkinson. Okay. Definitely the, the greatest ever. Yeah. Um, on the sports desk, um, I'm gonna go. God, that's a fantastic question. I'm gonna go. Um, what's his name? The Scottish fella that that breaks the the transfers. The white Jim White. Oh, Jim White. Okay. I'm gonna go with him. Yeah. I think he's a character. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna plonk right outside Anfield to to see all the trophies come in and out and the big players come in and out. Andy Gray. Just to just to look at his face. Okay. I, I've been I've been enjoying for the last year him stuck in Dubai mm-hmm. watching this piss boil as Liverpool stride all over the place. It's really winding him up. Right. I have to say. Um. And probably doing the interviews, you'd have to have an ex player. So my hero, stick John Barnes in there. Okay. And that's my lineup. My main lineup. My main lineup would be. I like how Michael Parkinson show as the main legend, anchor. Yeah, he's absolutely outstanding. If you watch any of their, even on YouTube, now you can go back and watch all the Parkinson shows and it's absolutely it's, it's brilliant. But I would go with David Jason as my main oh, anchor. Yeah. Brilliant. All right. I gotta go David Jason as my main anchor. On the sports desk, 
on the sports desk, I'm going to have, let me see. It's a tough question. I'll come back to the sports desk, but do you know yeah. the person that stands in front of the big screen and gives you all yeah, the yeah. info and stuff? Brian Kerr. Um, I'm just gonna let <laughs> just gonna let Brian Kerr go absolutely rash her. Green. You know, like, and, and he's like and then I go with the Brian now for the weather. What's the weather like Brian? He's like, ah the fucking weather, you know, you go absolutely it's rash. So so it's called the yeah, so Brian Kerr will be on the big screen giving you all the info, like the Dow Jones and all that, you know all that sort of stuff. So Brian Kerr there, I'm gonna have David Jason as the main anchor and his sports one. Um on the sport, on the sport. Oh, it's a very good question, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I'll have um, I'll have comedian Bill Bohr on the spot. Oh, all right, I'm all over Bill. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. If anyone um likes Bill Bohr, did you see that on on Instagram? He's doing these videos now, where he's <laughs> sitting in a theatre on a couch yeah. and he's just talking randomly to people. Have you seen it? <laughs> yeah, I've seen a couple it's of people. I've been a couple of them. It's really? outstanding. I think he's calling himself Wilbert now instead of <laughs> Bill, which is absolutely outstanding. <laughs> um, I'm, I've lost all the comments there because... Uh, oh, Avo says, La, uh, more embarrassing, farting in a full lift are being spotted in the crowd at Goodison Park. Ooh. Ant and Everton related. Trump's out. Trump, I'd, I'd rather fart, fart in front of anyone the Pope rather than be spotted, spotted uh, you know because it's always a good friend of ours uh, Greg Conley played for the Bosco um, is a huge Everton fan and he took the kids is managing a load of kids uh, for the Bosco in Drimna he took them all on a trip to Liverpool they played a game but he took them to see trophies obviously he took them to Anfield he took, and he, he posted them on Facebook made the mistake so within an hour myself some of the Lawson's uh, Paul McNally, a lot of lads that, that played yeah. with him and against him, had them posted him with the European Cup at Anfield posted everywhere. Oh, he know. immediately regretted his decision, I can tell you Paul that. Paul McNally didn't know. play League of Ireland football, did he? He did, yeah. Paul's a good lad. Yeah, I know. Good Paul, lad, I know yeah. the name Paul McNally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Northred said he actually turned the corner in, literally in Liverpool and bumped into Pepper Rain the year we signed him. Oh, uh, legend. So that's, that's a good one. Uh, any other business before we go here? No, no, I'm not going to shout out to, to any, any rival oh, podcast. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> shout out to your mate. No, no. Now. Philip, no, because <laughs> Philip Casey is back from holidays Don't now. Mind, <laughs> you <can> <laughs> no, no. Just, uh, I, I, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see who's right and who's wrong over tomorrow night's selection. Yeah, it'll be have, really interesting. I'm to sure. See. I'm sure we'll be messaging each other. Messaging each other. Come hundred percent. As long as we win, I don't care if <laughs> I don't care if Steve Nichols starts at half. <laughs> as long as we win, to be honest with you. Exactly. Once not Philip Degan. Right, that's it. I think we're done. Um, Peter, thanks a million for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Legendary. Legendary. Uh, Legendary. The, the random questions are really, really good tonight. So that's the standard you've set for yourselves now as viewers, <laughs> which I think is, is, um, I think that's only fair that I ask for that standard of random question from here on in. Absolutely. It's been really good. Um, myself and our production executive, uh, Chris Brack will be back on the show tomorrow night at 10 p.m. with immediate reaction to the Napoli game. So that will be 10 p.m. live on Periscope and YouTube. If you didn't listen to the club podcast last night, go back. There's really good football talking, and then we spend a lot of time having a go at everything, which turned out <laughs> quite well. So if that's your sort of thing, absolutely, it's for you. Um, you could, it's that good. You could give it to someone for Christmas. Right, well, talk to you in a bit. 
Are you still mixing station gas and oil for your string trimmer, leaf blower, or chainsaw? Eliminate the mess and the guesswork with True Fuel, the original pre-mixed two-cycle fuel. True Fuel is ethanol-free and precision-engineered for small engines, improving performance, and extending the life of your outdoor power equipment. And True Fuel is available for both two- and four-cycle engines. Empower your equipment with True Fuel. Available at your local home and garden center today. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a chair we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.